Podcast where the topic be the rocket and the brew. Will that be the fuel? And I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary brew crew. What up, fellas? Yeah. What is going on? What's up, everybody? Rob G. Uh, we are down a man today. Shout out to Dev. Uh doing his uh daddy duties and uh and uh <laughs> gymnastics. Yep. Year, so Shout out to the little one. Go get the here. go get the medals, girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go get the medals, girl. <laughs> Uh, this is the fourth edition of our brewery banter series, and we are here at Levante Brewing with Jim, uh, the partner and co-founder, I guess, or founder. Or? Yeah, one of the one of the partners. There's uh, there's what eight of us. Eight, okay, so, yeah. And so, uh, welcome, welcome to Thank the you. podcast. Welcome, welcome, Thank you, Jim. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Thank you for having us. <laughs> we were lovely establishment here. Yes. This is uh, amongst this is, the grain and the yeah. stainless steel. <laughs> so get, it gets no better than this. Yep. We, we're in here. Yep. <laughs> we are officially on location. Mm-hmm. No heat either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep your jackets on. <laughs> we want to see with hoodies on. <laughs> uh, uh, we came prepared. Yeah, That's we right. were ready. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so I need to know uh, what are we drinking today, uh, Joe? All right. There you go, drum roll, please. We, we got four beers. We have a new um, New England double IPA called Imaginary Enemy, um, and that features a bunch of of cryo hops. And we can talk about those and, and what cryo hops are if, if that's never been covered. We've got Glitter Parts Mango Colada. That's our milkshake brand. So we make a lot of Glitter Parts, you know, variations. And this is the latest one, Mango Colada. 
Um, then we're going to roll over to Tickle Parts. Tickle Parts is our New England IPA staple. Yeah, the name's great. You imagine people roll, they go to bars and they're like, can I have a Tickle Parts? And everybody laughs at it. We hear about a can of Glitter Parts, please. Yeah, yeah Glitter Parts is, is kind of, you know, is the milkshake version of, of, of Tickle Parts. Oh, okay. So it's got, you know, Glitter Parts has lactose and, and, and fruit additives and other adjuncts and stuff. Um, and then we're going to go to an imperial... Um, imperial stout called King of Lombok, and this is the second time we've we've brewed this. So this is the you know the 2019 version came out late last year, um, and uh, you know this one's this one's real thick, heavy mouthfeel. Um, can definitely talk about our stout game and how uh, we got some help from some some other great breweries in the nation to you know help us along the way. It's it's, it's kind of what cool. you do. We all learning from each other. Great selection. Yeah, yeah, sure. Can't wait to taste them. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've started. Taking some <laughs> you already started already. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, uh, well, actually, well, I cleaned it up. Yeah, well, I've already started tasting. <laughs> so I guess the first thing we'll just jump right into the conversation that, that I think I've asked every uh, one that has come on. Like, what introduced you to, to craft beer or just beer in general? Yeah, I mean, my story. My story. Uh, yeah, no, I'll tell you a little bit about my story, and then we can, you know, talk about some of these beers we're going to try. But um, my story is uh, started in 2010. I went to uh, Cape May Brewing down in New Jersey, and I was with my wife and some friends doing the tour. And I always loved beer, but you know, never thought about making it. Mm-hmm. And we went on this tour, and and the the guy giving the tour goes, uh, you know, I just asked him. I was like really fascinated by it, but then I said, you know, what what did you do before you started this brew? And he goes, 30 years in IT. And it hit me like a bolt of lightning. Yeah, like, like, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there, you know, there's an exit strategy. So I was like, okay. Um, but anyway, um, you know, that just kind of started me on uh, my journey. I was interested in, in learning how to make beer, and 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 uh, I'm an I'm, I'm an engineer. You know, I'm a I'm a software guy. I've been mm-hmm. that way my whole life. My my day job, and so I uh, just poured myself into it and learned how to do it. Um, I, I interned at a smaller brewery before Levante um, several years ago, and then about five years ago, um, the partners of Levante were looking at a second round of funding to okay. get us off the ground, and they reached out to me, and, and I, I was just, you know, I was honored and, and, you know, really blessed that someone would say, hey, look, you know, we're doing something. Yeah. We're serious. Right. Um, and... Uh, what do you really have more of time, money, or skill? Yeah, <laughs> and at the time I was up. cutting checks. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's look, it, <clears throat> a lot of guys uh, were involved at that time and, 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 and worked hard to put this place together. And, and, um, you know, I've, I've, I've worn a lot of hats here, you know, and it's, uh, it's been great. It's, it's been an amazing journey and the, and I got an awesome team to, to support us and the other ownership and great leadership. And it's just, yeah, it's going good. Nice. It's going real well. So, Jim, what's what's your favorite uh type the brew? Um well, you ask if you ask brewers, brewers and you ask people associated with this business, they're all going to tell you pilsners. Pilsners. That's just that's a brewery thing, you know. And the reason they say it, and we love to brew all these things. Um but pilsners and lager styles are styles that you can't hide your mistakes. You can't hide behind mm. them, right. you know. So, with a New England IPA, certain breweries, you know, there might be some taste they want to cover up by dry hopping and things like that. Um, 
but with a pilsner, you know, you're exposed. So yeah. if you can brew a pilsner, that's usually uh, an indication of the quality of the brewery. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think um, another brewer told us that as well. Like, he, that's the first thing he goes when he goes to a new brewery to try the pilsner to see if they can uh, really brew. Like, you can't. Because if you can't brew a pilsner, it's just like, you're like, uh oh. It's <laughs> 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 nothing else. Uh oh. Uh, where do you guys go from here? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's back it, to the drawing yeah. board. <laughs> that's where they go. And honestly, for those that are listening, I mean, that's really a good gauge. Uh, when you go to a new place and they've got cleaner styles, um, go after those ones first, and that'll that'll kind of set the tone. Um, yeah, that makes sense. It does. It does. Now, now, did you jump into, uh, like, trying to brew your own, uh, like, a home brewing and stuff like that? Oh, uh, yeah, I got... I got a I got a whole laboratory at home. Was that right? Was that right after this that festival you talked about uh, earlier? Or when, was when it I went to Cape May? Yeah. I yeah. came home and started you know right reading away. and figuring it out. And like every other home brewer, it's like okay, I got a single pot on a burner outside, right. I'm freezing outside, or <laughs> it's hot out. And a bee landed in my you know in my boil or whatever. It's like all those stories, <laughs> making bad beers. Then there's some good. Then you make like okay, but your friends are drinking for free, so they tell you, "Oh, you got yeah. talent." Yeah. 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 That's, I'm telling you, it's like you're great. Then you start kegging Just keep it, making it. Yeah, and it's not good. It's not that good, but it's, everybody's getting a load on, you know. Uh, and uh, the alcohol content is perfect. Just keep making it just like this. They're like, "Wow, man, this stuff tastes just like victory." I'm like, "Sure, it does." <laughs> so as the years go on, and you you know you invest in the equipment, and you study, and you learn. Um, there are like, you know, milestones in, in anything, just like if I was learning how to play tennis, I mean, right. I don't know. Um, it's true. Y- it's a journey. Yeah. And if you're devoted to it, you get better. Um, and listen, if there's an off flavor in a beer or a mistake that can be made in brewing at home, I've made them all. Um, that's just how I learn. And, but now, yeah, I've got some styles that are dialed in that I can make pretty predictably and um but i've never brewed for levante i've given recipes and we've scaled them you know they you know, these guys are nice they placate jim <laughs> yeah. like, here he comes sure. again with another idea <laughs> oh, God. Just, just just tell him it's his recipe i'm like you know get them all excited um but yeah they, they these guys they uh you know they 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 have we have a lot of mutual respect for each other and the brew crew tolerates me and and, and i love them for it dearly because you know i'm critical of what we do um, but everything in here is a labor of love, and it's tough when something goes sideways. But when it goes yeah. well, right. you know, and these are four examples of when it's gone, you know, exceptionally well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. cool. so at home brewing, what was the uh, first? What, what was the first brew you you tried? You attempted? Everyone makes a Belgian wit. And throws coriander in there and orange peel. You know, that's because it's forgiving. <laughs> um, and that came out. That came out okay. Right, and you know that's when you get your first, uh, you know, false sense of security that oh man, right. I'm, I'm making I'm, beer out here. I'm yeah. gonna start a business. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, I told my wife that. I, yeah, I'm like, hey, I think I got this. You're probably like, uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you know, um, and and I spent you know I spent years like trying to figure out like I worked with a group of guys that we were gonna start our own brewery and you know and people get cold feet and I get it you know and you're once you once you look over at you know your boy and say, all right, um, yeah, we need half a million dollars, right. and they're right. like, uh, man, I got kids, <laughs> I got family to feed. What's that thing? I got half. six yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> Total recall. Right. That's, the first, that's the first thing you say <laughs> when you got kids. I yep. got kids. Yep. 
<laughs> so then you learn. You're like, okay, well, well, you know, am I the brewery brewing talent? And the answer is no. Um, and brewing's for young guys. Mm-hmm. It is. It's mm-hmm. not for you know guys like me that are somewhere between forty and fifty one. It's depending if I got my makeup on. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, um, it, it, you need young backs for that, yeah. and um, they're working their tail off. These guys were 13, 14 hours. There's two shifts going on here. Um, they brew every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thursday they can. So they're 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 oh, every okay. Thursday. This place is knocking out two, three can offerings. Wow! And then Friday, Jeez. it's inventory, administrative stuff, cleaning up. The whole brew house gets you know cleaned down from the top to the bottom. So they are without question, you know, our our brew crew and our tap room team. I mean, we just couldn't. We would be nothing without them. One creates an, a, a liquid experience, and the other one provides a a customer experience right. that we will not accept anything but perfect yeah. what's your uh um, that's nice you said thursdays you do the canning yep what's a what's an amount that you guys are producing on those thursdays because you're brewing you're canning every thursday how yeah. much how much are you how much are you canning so it'll be um sometimes they're 15 barrel um run um sometimes it's a it's a 30 so when you first came into the uh, in the brew house, you were seeing fifteen barrel fermenters and bright tanks and thirty barrels, and then right behind you are sixties. So it's uh, when you're talking fifteen barrels of beer, you're talking thirty half kegs, and we don't keg a lot of beer because we don't really have a big wholesale presence. We're mostly a retail mm-hmm. um, and canning style brewery, so we'll can probably two thirds of that lot. That's a lot. That's like three yeah. three pallets. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, maybe like four feet high. <laughs> that's why you said that's all we do is can like that's a lot. Yeah. Three thousand to four thousand cans per per style. Jeez. Yeah, it's a lot. And you know, there's a there's a lot of labor that goes into it. Um we have one of the best systems, you know, that um you can have. Um we invested heavily in it. At January of uh, twenty eighteen is when we Actually, no, I'm sorry, uh, January of 2019. So we've only had a canning operation for a year. Okay. We used to do mobile canning. And then, we, you know, you can cut your expenses yeah, down. it's more efficient. Um, exactly. So that's what we've been doing for the last year. That's a lot of canning, though. I'm <laughs> surprised it's one where, day, though. Like. I, I know we, where's the distribution? Where, where are you guys... Because that, like, a, <laughs> where you guys got to put the can somewhere. That's, that is the, uh, you know, that's kind of the uh, provocative question about us Ooh. is like, hey, <laughs> why aren't your cans in on shelves? Yeah. We do not distribute our packaged products, and that's deliberate. Um, now, we do have six and halves that are in wholesale distribution. We work with a lot of partners in Maryland, Delaware, um, Pennsylvania, obviously, soon to be Jersey, and um, the bottom eastern part of, uh, of New York. Um, and, but we don't want to grow wholesale. We don't, you know, that's, 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 that takes a, that's a lot of effort. The margins on, on wholesale right. is not good. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's the business reason, but the customer reason is the most important. If you look on the bottom of our cans, we date stamp them all. Okay. And that's important. So you can make an informed decision when you come here that this is a two week, three week, four week old product. Right. It's fresh. Yes. Right. And we have to move it. And if it sits on a shelf next to a thousand other IPAs or whatever, You're the customer comes in yeah. and, you know, they might get a four pack and they might get four pack of somebody else's and they get it. But right. our stuff cannot age on a shelf. We have to control that. So right. that's the big reason. Okay. Um, 
And so we ship them in the mail to Pennsylvania residents through something called Mercury, which is, if you go to LevanteBrewing.com, right. you can, if you're a Pennsylvania resident, we'll ship it to your house or your work. I sell it with free shipping for $75 and over? Yep. <laughs> yeah, if you're, it's, you know, I, th- I mean, it's the same. Well, yeah, we know someone that works in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and, and, and the reason we did that, I mean, it, it, I'm glad you mentioned that, is because the customer experience will suffer if you come in here and have to spend, if, if, if you had to go online and spend more for that four-pack than you could if you went here. Right. Yeah, yeah. So paying for shipping, we were like, look, we're going to eat that. We're right. going to eat margin, make it a better experience. Um, and we've been doing it for a year, literally, you know, we're coming up on the year anniversary, um, and it's uh, it's been fantastic. I mean, and I think it's been innovative. There's only a couple other breweries that do it in the state. Mm-hmm. And then we also work with a company called Tavor. So Tavor is a wholesaler that works with breweries that, you know, create highly rated products. Um, and so they'll only buy your, like, f- your four and higher rated stuff on Untapped. And they buy like thirty cases of it and mm. blow it out in a day. Mm. And they do it with all the you know the heavies around the country. And and we're just you know we're fortunate that they consider us one. And they they blow through a little bit of product every week. And that's we like that because that means it's not going to sit on their right. shelf. Yes. Right? Right. Yeah. So that's really the model. Right. Right. Get it out. Get it in. Get yeah. it out. Let yeah. the people taste it and want more. Because right. exactly. we always check the dates on games. Yeah. <laughs> they be like, oh, yeah. this is fresh. Right. <laughs> we yeah. had the best of this. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. There's only a couple that we, like the ones that are supposed to appreciate over time, yeah. that we even uh, try to not get fresh. You know what I mean? Well, you know, this this can sit in the can for, you know, a year. And, and actually, you know, this I'm talking about the King of Lombok, the Imperial Stout. This can develop all kinds of different flavors as, right. as it matures. But you can't have this one imaginary enemy, the double IPA that, you know, you guys have heard this, um, new England IPAs, especially that are dry hopped and heavily hopped, they'll fall off, right. you know? Yeah. Right. And every brewery has, you know, kind of that fall off period, whether right. some brewers, you know, their cans fall off in a week and mm. it's weird. You yeah. know, some are, you know, I think for a new England IPA, three months is your, is your shelf life. Okay. Right. Ours seem to go longer we're not 100% sure. It could be some of the process, you know, when we're introducing the hops, the, the types that of hops, the way we're canning, the way we're, we're carbonating the beer, we're not scrubbing, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, we're not scrubbing we're a lot of the hop flavor and aromas <laughs> off with, you know, the way that we're fermenting. Um, and it could also be, you know, water chemistry and the way that plays right. out. It's yeah. just we don't know, but we're, we're lucky that. Um, but you still want the turnover to be faster than that, longer than three months, even though yeah. the shelf life is longer. You still yep. want them to be yep. drunk in three months and or within. Exactly. Somebody mm-hmm. will buy a four-pack four, four pack of Tickle Parts. They'll go home that night and drink one, and then they'll trade one, right. and then they'll share two, like, right. within a few weeks, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, uh <clears throat> yeah, it's been pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool, and, nice. and it's like you said, it's important that people, you know, drink them fresh. Right. Yep. So, so I what agree. is what is your personal uh, favorite beer style to drink? Yeah, it's definitely the. It's definitely right now. It's um, it's pilsners and session IPAs okay. and low ABV stuff. You said um, right now, so it's is evolving. It uh, changes. All yeah. Time. I think I think my palate's changed. Low um, ABV. What's wrong with you? Huh? Well, yeah, because <laughs> I got a lot of gray hairs going on. And, I don't process it the way the youngster over here does. 
That's why you two over there, we're over here. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I, I don't know. You know, it's, um, I think it is something maybe with age or you know, your palate no, pal shifts a little bit. But no, it's cool. Um, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's, it, it is. No, no. Now I'm drink. I'm drinking Imaginary Enemy, a double IPA, and the reason I like this one, and I'm okay with something that's, uh, you know, what eight. this is. This is eight yeah. percent. I mean, that's 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 that's, off, that's, that's off the reservation yeah. for me. You know, I just try to stay with four to six. Um, but yeah, but you would never tell by the way it tastes. No, it doesn't. Eight. There's tricks, yeah, which I won't discuss. Okay, yeah, but there are Pat tricks. Pat you don't have to. <laughs> there, are, trick. there are there are tricks and process things where you know when you're drinking people's um, high gravity products and you're like, man, this stout's thirteen percent. You can't. It's smooth. Though. You can't right. even. You can't even taste the alcohol in a mm. triple IPA from Levante or other breweries. There's a way to do it. Um, so yeah, we 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 learned that trick from somebody down south, which was that's not safe. Because nice. <laughs> the eight percent, I drink three of these. Like, oh. Especially the fruit fetish, like our our, yeah. our, our fruited sours that. when when they're eight, nine, ten percent, yeah. and they drink like Kool Aid, and you're Sneaky. like you're like mm. wait a minute, uh, wait, I think uh, you know this like, this, 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 <laughs> yeah, this, this is a, a drunk moment. Exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, we've been drinking on these first two beers for a little bit. So, uh, Jim, can you tell us a little bit about them? Sure, sure. Yeah, Imaginary Enemy just came out last week. So it's just, it's really a, one of the freshest things that we have. Mm. Double IPA. <clears throat> and um, it's double dry hopped. Um, so late dry hop additions um, with cryo hops. So you'll see on the side of the cans, I think it's cryo hopped yes, with... A mosaic Simcoe and 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 Citra and Strata. So, the hops that we generally use are are pelletized hops. They're like they look like rabbit food. Okay, right? okay. probably seen them. They're like right. you know little pellets, and that's what we all use them. Um, because you get better efficiency from pelleted hops instead of whole leaf hops and cones and stuff. So, the next stage in is cryogenically frozen, um, hop powder or lupulin powder or cryo hop powder. And that's just a concentrated powder um, that we we tend to dry hop with. And you can use a lot less of it and get a real strong, you know, aroma. But the problem is that when you use these things, the shelf life can be diminished. Um, okay. So whether that is, a you know, Levante's typical three or four month sweet spot, might be a month and a half to two months or something right. like that. We haven't yet experienced it, but we're aware of it. Um, so yeah, that's um, that we're we're experimenting a lot with cryo hops. Um, we started a year ago, and um, the guys are are really having a lot of fun just trying to come up with different combinations and and learn when we pr- place them in the beer what their uh, you know what different effects that we can come up with and how we can better our products with it. So yeah, that's that's why this one's so strong with hot flavor and aroma. I love it. Yeah, but it's it not seems softer. Yeah, it's totally I, super I'm not bitter. an IPA fan, but I th- I think it's something with the cryo hops. I don't think we've had a beer with the no, cryo hops. I don't think it so seems either. it's not as bitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or that's, as, as bold that's as yeah. It, and you're much, right. Much more smoother IPA. You you are exactly right because we're not I'm getting heavily critical. Of <laughs> no, we're not getting bitterness <laughs> no, from cryo no, hops. No. So you only get bitterness from hops when they're introduced to boiling temperatures. Mm. So after that, and well, you know, and 
boiling and then, you know, uh, anything that's about 190 degrees and higher is going to give isometrization of, of hops and give that bitterness. So with New England styles, you don't want the hops in contact with hop wort for a long period of time. And that's why it's smoother because you're getting flavor and aroma and less yeah. bitterness. Yeah. The other thing is it's a New England style. So we do water chemistry changes to it to soften it out. Um, yeah, and then you, so. you know, and that's exactly the, the best New England, you know, IPAs in my opinion, they've mastered their water chemistry. It's different. Yeah. yeah that may be the best one I've had. Yeah. I, I always think the IPAs are the best smelling beers out, but they yep. don't taste good to me. <laughs> and, uh, that I could drink that. Like, that's go. definitely a drinkable. So this is and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. oh yeah, it passed me another. Yeah, pass me another. <laughs> it's not, and it's not saying that because we're in the. In the fermentation station, <laughs> like I, it's really good. This is this is really good. I like how you like the this brewers always bring us their are their best offerings. What's this is a, this uh, can. Yeah, like give, the, yeah, give us that the image on the can. The, What's happening? Yeah, you know, the inspiration I wish I could it. tell you what these young guys come up with. I mean, you know, imaginary enemy. I think is. Um, is he looking in the mirror? It's, that's that's, that's the title. That Kermit. It's, the a title the of a, it's a title of a of, of a track for. Um, you know, um, from a band. I forget who it is. It's okay. terrible. It's me showing my age. But we got a lot of young guys and, and gals that come up with this stuff, and, and they're really talented and, and creative. And our artist, Zach Woomer, is amazing. Um, and, and the names come from, uh, you know, the guys in the brewery. And a guy named Spencer Holmes is just, like, incredibly creative, and he's behind all of our creative content on online and on social channels. So it's uh, they just come up with all this crazy stuff. Um, but there's usually a there's a message behind most of them. Um, I just you know that's the only one I can't really speak to. Yeah, that one. But that <laughs> that the art on there is just yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, what's going on? You know, it's really it's, dope. what's he looking at? Yeah. <laughs> His Maybe eyes are bugging out. <laughs> and like, who's looking at who? Exactly. Yeah, who's oh, right, there? right. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Who's that? Oh. Imaginary Enemy. Two Circa? songs. Circa Survive. Yes. And yes. That's the guy. Yeah. Oh, that's the, that's group. the band. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was another one, but we'll go with that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, that, that kid, I like it. Yeah. Everything about that is, is good. Yeah, they're all hand drawn. Uh, Every label's hand drawn. We do it exclusively. You guys were talking about a, a beer called uh, King of Birds or King of. Um, it was uh, was King of Birds. Yeah, it was King of Birds. Yeah. Yeah. That is artwork from a guy up in Phoenixville who's a local artist, and he's uh, incredibly talented. We've worked with him multiple times, so we will work with local artists and mm-hmm. kind of you know expose them and. Present them. Yeah, we talked about that can too. Yeah, yeah. We like yeah. the art. We we the appreciate when there's can. artwork yeah. on the can. Mm-hmm. We definitely want to get yeah. into it and see. Now you gotta get into yeah. This, this is this parts. is. Yeah, we've I, only had the second one, but this is. I my, taste this my glitter. This glitter parts, and it was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Never. Uh, that's right. That's, that's, that's really you're getting. You getting. You get coconut. You get some mango <laughs> on it. It's um, tropical. It's tropical out here. We've warmed up. Yep. Yeah, exactly. The lactose in it gives it some smoothness. Again, this is another, it's a a milkshake IPA style is what they're called, but it is a New England IPA derivative just with lactose and some other treatments. But, um, you know, that one you should like because it's not going to be really bitter either. There's a little bit on the tail end, but not much. Mm -hmm. I want to bring something up um, on both of the cans. We can go back to glitter parts in a moment. But you said you timestamped. That's all you said. Oh no! We put a message yeah, on the bottom too. <laughs> yeah. That uh, this this was canned on January the fifteenth, two thousand and twenty, at two twenty four uh, p.m. And it says, "Do not fear what you cannot see." 
on every single can. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that that's like you know a lot of breweries don't do it one because the piece of equipment's a few grand to, to shoot ink on the bottom of the cans, and, mm. and I get it, you know cost savings, but we can also you know we can talk to people yeah. on it. Like, it's a fortune cookie. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this one is stamped, but it looks like it got away from us and. It's like on the side, and <laughs> the glitter parts one says, uh, "Let's get caught in the rain." <laughs> it was <laughs> glitter parts. It was uh, canned on January the eighth, two thousand twenty, at nine twelve in yes, the morning. Fresh, yeah. and that's this this glitter parts is delicious. It's good, man. That mango, <laughs> that mango shines. That is good. That definitely shines, shines through. And there's no glitter in these. I mean, there there, there are. Breweries that throw glitter in their beers. It was a fad that lasted a few months. Really, you know, um, we I'm would we would never do such a thing. Even, but hey, if it worked for others, it's there's, there's like a lot the of glitter, glitter on the can. Though. Even with like the glitter parts can, like being all glittery on the outside, that's the the a lot of y'all artwork is attractive. Like it's it's really attractive. It catches your eye, and um, it just makes you want to see what's on the inside. And and you know what I appreciate you mentioning that because there there is a method to that you know we you know this is a canvas for yeah. our artists and yeah. our brewery to yeah. express I mean, themselves visually and then it, you know there there's some certainly some marketing you know to it uh, I agree um, but I think people like it you know it's it's uh, you pull one of these out of your cooler standing in line at a beer share yeah and right. people are like yeah oh I want that what's that, that? Yeah. Yeah. you like oh bring that? me your best I'll right. you know, one of mine. Craft beer yeah. is is a is obviously a, a, a taste experience, but it's also you know a visual experience. You know the whole presentation of everything, the pour. Yeah. You know guys, you know pour it and sometimes pour it in dirty glasses or whatever. It's like you know, and they get that tag, you know, DGM Dirty Glass Mafia. <laughs> Rob, Rob G loves you. Right Rob, the, Rob G the loves beer. You. He's the beer police. The beer. beer glass police. Glass so Rob police. probably knows yeah. the trick when you go to someone's house and they pour a beer and the glass has got all that bubbles and you're yeah. like, oh man, <laughs> you can take it can and just take this bang the glass please? on a hard surface and all those bubbles will go away. He, uh, oh. he, uh, when we have the podcast at like our houses or something, and we present our glasses. He want to check all the glasses every time. <laughs> he got it. He's like, this is it. Uh-uh. Yeah. Nope. The, I mean, it's it's funny, but the, the glassware for beer has to use um, it has to use certain detergents. Like it's not like you know Dawn dishwash mm. solution or something. It's it's a three chemical process that you use to make sure that you know it is the beer. It's it's beer glass. Quality. I know wow. it sounds crazy, but you know, <laughs> look when he first presented it to us, yeah, we, we was like, like, "Man, if you don't uh, shut the hell up, no, I, I need, I need to, to research this. Let me Google it. Props, man. Let me Google it. It's all. It's about. It's about we the so, so bad. We was like, "Man, if you don't get on our face, you're a beer up. snob. Beer snob. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here." No, because when when I read about it, I was like, "Well, it kind of doesn't it give me though. true." It's like when people say you want to you want to listen to a recording artist. Album on like vinyl because you mm-hmm. want to get that real feel of a house. It's, yep. it's kind of the same thing. You want to feel exactly what the uh, brewer wants. With the beer, uh, yeah, presents. without the glass being involved. Right. The glass is just the vehicle. Yeah, we're just chugging from the can. Like we, we, <laughs> at, in the beginning stages of you saying it, in the way you presented it, <laughs> right. it, was, it was very snobbish. <laughs> yeah, but as we like as, as we figure with yeah. the air, <laughs> you know, I appreciate. As we as we've evolved in our beer journey, we we agree with. As Piggy figure up like. Oh, give his cat, cat, give yeah. his cat a, a year, and he's going to be doing the same thing. He's like, oh, oh, oh Rob, oh, that's we the wrong beer glass. I was, I was going to say this off mic, but 
I just went to happy hour last Friday, and I was like, ah, the gla- I gotta eat this. I can't taste the beer in this glass. <laughs> like I'm gonna just drink it out of the bottle. She's like, I could bring you back another glass. I was like, I don't really think you can. I'll just drink it out of the bottle. Said, matter of fact, let me come back there. I'll wash it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it, I've evolved. But that's that, that, that's <laughs> part Thanks, of Rob. it. That's part of it. It's it's the glassware yeah. is important. There are certain glasswares associated with different styles. You're not gonna pour an IPA in a Pilsner glass necessarily, right. or vice versa. And those glasses are styled to present the beer and the aroma and the flavor differently. And if people mm. get caught up thinking that's not true, well, you know, you they're wrong. The, they're they're wrong. That's part of the experience. There's studies about it. There's yeah. there's there's evidence about this stuff. And if you talk to Cicerones, um, you know, you know, your 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 connoisseurs and your and your and your in the beer world, they they can give you an explanation up and down about why you present beer a certain way in certain styles and certain glassware. So there's a reality to it. Yeah, did we let you talk about what was in the me? Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, oh, in this one, yeah, <laughs> was parts because I think we start we got off topic of what was in it. Yeah, no, the can, the can just you, you know milkshake milkshake IPAs got their you know they basically they they got their start with um, tired hands over in Ardmore. Okay, they okay. You know, there were people making milkshake IPAs, putting lactose in New England styles, but they weren't doing it to the degree that they were. Okay. So, you know, those of us that are drinking and enjoying milkshake IPAs, I, you know, I, I think we have to tip our hat and acknowledge that Tired Hands, you know, cut their teeth on them and and then perfected them before a lot of people. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, I mean, and they worked with Omnipolo and some other folks, and and when these when this style was kind of germinating, but yeah, they are uh, attributed to, you know, kind of getting it center stage. So, <clears throat> milkshakes come from lactose. Lactose is uh, a monosaccharide sugar, and the yeast don't consume it. So you can just dump it in a beer, um, like a milk stout, mm-hmm. and it and it it's literally a sweet sugar in the beer um, that just gives it some body and and provides a residual sweetness to it. Um, and that's really that's really you know the main things. A lot of the uh, you know vanilla too. So using um, we use Madagascan vanilla bean in ours, so we're cutting them up and and adding them into, uh, you know, into the product. So the vanilla and the lactose and the fruit additions really play well together. Yeah, but there's there's it's definitely not it's 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 not as easy as it sounds to just pour a bunch of milk sugar or maltodextrin in a beer. Like you gotta know what you're doing, or because we our first one. <laughs> the way you said it at first, though, it's like, oh yeah, you just throw this in there. I'm glad you cleaned it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's you know, it's 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 a process. I was sitting there going, I know what my first brew was gonna be. No, nope. throw this. Nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not today. You're gonna give everybody diabetes, man. <laughs> like it's sweet. <laughs> yep, and and that's the same thing. I mean, lactose is 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 used commonly in in you know fast kettle sours with fruit in them. Like you've seen ones from Burley Oak, you've seen our fruit fetish series, you've seen ones from Imprint, um, their smoothie series. Four Fifty has their slushy series right. that people lose mm-hmm. their mind for. Those beers are are appealing to people because of their sweetness. All right, you know their fruity juiciness. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great experience. Uh, I just you know I think. I think, you know, breweries, uh, and we talk about it all the time, we just have to be careful about the residual, you know, sugars that we're putting in right. these beers. Be- yeah. And, and we're, we're really sensitive to it. We've tried a few that were a little heavy, a little light, found our sweet spot. Because I don't, I, I, you know, in my 
in you know, my opinion only, I think you have to drink those those types of sours, um, you know, infrequently. I don't right. think they're necessarily moderation. good. All the time. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, mm-hmm. everything in moderation. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Right. But I would say pass me another on this, too. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Two IPAs. How about that? All right. right. All right. Anything now we're else going with a third. <laughs> All right. Anything else about uh, Jim or the two beers we have, Pat? Nah. Oops. All right. Good so far. Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, come on, Rob. That's a song you keep the windows up to. I know. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Youngsters listening to this stuff. I'm like, I don't understand that. That sounds like that something a, from the 80s. Bad. That was bad. That's why I probably yeah, I felt right. it. There you go. That's yeah, why I, I felt that. that. I felt that. <laughs> Sounded like something on MTV like <laughs> right. 30 years ago. Definitely off the cuff. That was uh, not what I was used to. But I, I Everything like is it. everything uh, revolves and comes back again. And the 80s sound is uh, is big. Bell, bell yep. bottoms. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yep. true. Pet rocks. This is true. <laughs> I don't know about Pet Rocks. pets. I don't think Pet Rocks is going to be back. Chia pets. The clapper. You know who's making, a, you know who's making a, a comeback? Bob Ross. The, the painter, oh, yeah, we yeah, talked about yeah, him a couple months ago, and he's on everybody's T-shirt now. Yep. Jim said clap on. Do you know, like, uh, Google and Alexa just stole that whole yeah. concept? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you think they paid them? Or oh, absolutely not. Not. Oh, yeah. ran out the time right now. You don't use your voice, though. Yeah. It's not really a clap. So That's it's just true. the same type Same of thing. concept. Yeah, but yeah. Google, yep. uh, turn the lights on. Alexa, turn the lights on. Yeah. We're talking to everything right now. Yeah. Talking to People the, probably tell, talking tell to the Alexa toaster. to clap on, clap, clap yeah, on. They got it's like, a, hi, toaster. Yeah. Turn How on, you doing, Jim? Toast my bread. Yeah. How you doing? Would you like that medium toasted, Jim? Oh, yeah. That'd be all right. Because last time you burnt the, burnt the crust. It was, it was bad. The toaster would be like, no scraping today, Jim. <laughs> Get out of bed. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah that's funny. The IoT devices, man, yeah, it's talking scary. to us. Which activation is uh, and and um, artificial intelligence is crazy. That's yeah. right. And it's just just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, it's evolving. Yeah, well, they, they always say that it's always, and this is off topic, way off topic. Yeah, but they were saying, let's go. The thing oh, that dear. they have, they show you now, is like like ten year old technology because yeah. they they say you ain't really ready for what you we can do oh, with totally. technology. Especially with yeah. the military, you know. They yeah. they roll out a uh, they I just read just a nonchalant like kind of article. It's like um some ship that they have, they just put this laser cannon on it. And it was like, Yeah, this ship, the newest ship of the stealth fleet got a laser cannon. You're like what? Yeah, like I right. that was like Wally Coyote was buying <laughs> it from Acme. Yeah, and you go, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, what? <laughs> Real <laughs> Got it from Acme. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, to your point, it's like, wait, if they got a laser cannon that can shoot planes out of the that sky, that they're telling us about now, what's yeah. happening? Yeah. Like in Area 51 and right. S4, yeah. and yep. you know, yeah. I just convinced my own daughter yesterday that by the time she got get to high school, it'll be a chip. 
that we gonna implant in her and know where she had all the time. Yep. That's how we're gonna find she you. Said, yep. Are you serious? I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that. I got a five and a half year old. I'm gonna use that. Be like, uh, hey, uh, you know what they're gonna do? What? It's, it's definitely gonna work on her. My daughter's eleven and it worked on her. Put a dead chip you can in tell your her butt. Yeah. And now, and mommy and daddy are gonna know everything you do, mm-hmm. everything you eat, everything you say. <laughs> what? Yeah, I like it. Right? I like it. When you when you're 16, if you're speeding, I, yeah, I don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I got to add for that. I got to add for that. I got to add for that. That's funny. Um, All right. We are still here at uh, Levante Brewing with uh, Jim. If you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound like it anymore, but we're still here. Right. <laughs> we're loosening up now. <laughs> a few beers in. <laughs> well, we are still here in this beautiful place with all these uh, oats and stuff sitting yep. around. While right. you're all in church, we're drinking. <laughs> right. Sunday at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Don't tell the pastor. Hey. <laughs> tell him. Tell him. There, Rob, you were in church. You were in church yesterday, uh, Rob. Yeah. Oh, well, I had that thing with that guy. Yeah. You know. I was at Church Levante. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was sick. You know, Reverend, I was sick. Well, you know, so subscribe to your podcast. I? Yeah. That's a guy that sounded just like you, Rob. <laughs> Drinking beers at 10 o'clock on my day. Uh, Too good. That's but terrible. We are, we are here to, uh, just to get more into the uh, the overall, the brewery and how it all started. Uh, so I guess that's how, how we're just going to go with in terms of the, uh, I guess, the birth of Levante and mm-hmm. how it all came, uh, even starting with the name. Because I know we got, when we first heard the word Levante, we got a good chuckle out of yes. it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Levante sounds like a guy from Chester. <laughs> like just a... Oh, it could. Yeah. 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 I think I like, like that lives, better. Yeah. It doesn't sound like he lives in West Chester. Well, it's like, yo, Levante! Yes. yes. <laughs> sounds like the guy on the corner. Yo, Levante! <laughs> 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 yo, every time we have a Levante beer, we like, hey, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> every <laughs> neighborhood got that too. Levante. And it happened to be good beer. <laughs> hey, Levante, you old yeah, what do you need? <laughs> Come on, let's, let's go play ball. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yep. Levante. You're going to see that on the back of a jersey someday. <laughs> did not Yo, know yeah, Elevate was it. Crossing he's over already with born. Ron. That, he's <laughs> already born. He's already alive. Oh, yeah. yep. He's walking around. You know, yeah. like they stole my name for the brewery. Yeah, right. see, see, the real name, the real reason is not so funny, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but Levante, Levante in in Italian means to it, it means the east, but in Portuguese it means to rise. Same word. So it's kind of amalgam between the two, where you know the founding partners were over in Italy in like the Tuscany region, and they're just chilling out having wine in, in these community wineries. And it was just an experience that they wanted to bring back, but through beer and make a craft beer experience that elevated the community experience. Oh, um, so elevate your craft to elevate life um, is our is our passion and our and our philosophy. And uh, it it just got it's a guiding principle. We have to elevate our game all the time. You know we Fact. we you know we literally you know you guys are 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 being extremely complimentary to us. Um, about our beers and where we are, but it's not good enough for us. Mm-hmm. We just had a conversation two days ago. You know, this isn't right. This needs this needs to be better. Um, and it's our brewery guys going. You know, we we've got to come up with innovative ideas. We have to keep you know enticing the customer. Yes. Hey, that's not taught. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, they're all bought in. Right. Yeah. That's that's exactly what we want. Like we don't. We're not saying your beer is good. We didn't want to interview you because if your beer was. We're not interviewing everybody. Mm-hmm. We're not asking everybody for an interview. So 
your beer is definitely good and pressing the envelope. And if it's not, we're we're critical. But it's even better to know that the in house is even more critical than their patrons. Because oh yeah, cause be. we don't we don't yeah. have an issue with saying oh that was yeah nasty. No, keep that in the cool. We do not want yeah. it anyway. yeah, all in the cool. But when we do these podcasts, right, we hide big dudes like in the brewery, right? You guys don't know, but you're being watched. I said, look, if they go sideways on one of these beers and start getting critical, man, you come out, man. You know, we're gonna have a misunderstanding. This is not gonna roll again. This is just nasty. <laughs> I look at every like one of the things that I do is I look at every untapped rating. There's been over 300 and something thousand of them. I've looked at every single one over four and a half years, and I see what people rate. You know, most of them are, you know, they love it, and it's flattering. Right. And yeah. they're, you know, they're four out of, you know, five and, and higher scores. And then you see some things that's tough. Oh, this, you know, this tastes like lemony pledge. And you're like, ouch. <laughs> All right, it might. It might. How do you taste, know what pledge tastes yeah. like? <laughs> you know, that's what I ask them. Oh, we've had some. I, I wish I had saved them, like, you know, so you could do, like, a mean tweets type thing, but reading all these salty untapped yeah. ones. And I get it. And you have to take the good with the bad. You can't just sit there and believe your own myth. But and sometimes right. you're looking at one and you're seeing a trend that's not good. You know, maybe it was a, a beer that we tried something cute on. We just wanted to, you know, and people didn't, it just didn't resonate yeah. with them. Could be. You have to be able to look at that and go, that was a mistake. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's something we needed to learn from. And we've had a couple of those. I mean, we had a beer called Sausage Lemonade once. Whoa. <laughs> first of all. Yeah. It tastes like you Ow. stuck a, a like a, a sausage in what? a glass of lemonade. First of all, why? How'd that make it out? How'd that, that make it out? Well, because, <laughs> again, you get, you, you know, and, and there's the positive about it. It's funny. It's a funny name. But we use mesquite malt. Um, from yeah. the southwest, we got some mesquite malt, and then, and we wanted to make a, a like a smoke beer, a Ralph beer, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And and look, you know, that's a polarizing style. Yeah, Not so a lot of people uh, like yeah, stand in line for one. a Ralph beer. We've had one, and it polarized the pot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. it's, it, it's yeah. an acquired taste for sure. And the people that came in and like smoke beers went nuts. Mm-hmm. But that's like one out of a thousand. Yeah. Right. The other nine hundred ninety nine <laughs> were like. Their what eyes were crossing, right? <laughs> so I get it. And, and and that was something we did, like, I think our first year, and it was fun, and we made a small batch. and But our brewers love it. They they, yeah, they get all salty with yeah. me when I talk about it. Yeah. I'm like, really? yeah. It was the worst rated beer. And I, I think it's <laughs> – it, I think there actually were a couple that were worse. But, yeah, we've had some – We've had some ones that go sideways. Well, and that's to be expected because because of the canning rate that you do. I mean, you're always expected to push the envelope. You're gonna have to. Push you have the envelope to, yeah. To uh, really that's get pushing the envelope. Too far. Just the combination. Smoke it's a barbecue. Oh, yeah. It's a barbecue, it's a barbecue. Right. right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll pass. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> have a barbecue. We have this thing now where um, we made a hundred of these double walled. Crowlers, like they're made, they're they're steel, um, and they say uh, tastemakers on them. It's a circle of tastemakers. There's a hundred of them, and we sold them to people. And what they get is they get early access to these experimental beers. There's literally two taps on the behind the kitchen on mm. the that are not available to the public. Only these hundred people. Just a hundred, mm-hmm. maybe a hundred and four. Nope. <laughs> Just can't yeah, no. You like know how many times I get asked that? I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm like, should we make some more? And I go, I don't think that's a good idea. No, right? I don't. I just think you should just sneak in four more. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I we can talk. We'll talk off the pot. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk off. Yeah, we'll, off talk off um, we don't have to make it. <laughs> we, yeah, we can Sorry help about you. that. We'll, we'll cut this out. We'll cut this part out. <laughs> 
But yeah, these hundred people, these hundred people, we look at how they rate them. They're all on Untappd. They're all beer nerds, okay. and so we look at them and we're like, oh wait, they really like this, you know, Schwarz beer, or they like this um, Dunkelweizen that we made, or something like. We just we went left on it. And the, the feedback was good, so we'll make a bigger batch. Right. Or they'll say, hey, this is good, but I wish it wasn't this, um, you know, it, it's a little bit acidic on the sour. Maybe if it was blended better. Maybe if it had more fruit. Maybe more chocolate. And we listen. Yeah. And, I mean, I think they know what we're doing with them, you know. And we had a big party for them last year and, and took over the tap room, and they all came in, and we hooked them up with, like, different beers. So those people, you know, um, we owe them a lot. They're giving us a lot of right. telemetry on right. what to do with our with our products. That's what's up. Yeah, that's good to have that second level of uh, tastings because, like you said, some things yep. the brewmasters love, and you put it out, and it's like, wow, we got a really bad rating. Exactly. And then, but now you have another barrier. And then, especially with with the those hundred people not being part of the company. Right, yeah, exactly. right, you know, right. Because it's like when you you part of the company, especially all if you're they, a brewer, you're gonna all, say, "Oh, oh this is good to me." Yeah. <laughs> and all Levante wants is you to be critical. Like yeah, that's the job yeah, of right. hundred hundred right. people. Well, just be as critical you, as you can. You're brewer, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this is going to be shit." Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I did like, this. You put your work <laughs> into it. You definitely, you definitely expect it to be good. And it can be humbling, but at the right the right brewer that takes the criticism correctly comes back harder and right, better yeah, like you said they're right. pushing the envelope constantly right. and you're gonna i want you to taste my next brew because i, yeah, I want right. to make it a better better experience for you guys yeah. right and we you have to be you have to be quantitative to the best of your ability to say look if if you know tickle parts is rated 4.11 on untapped and it has like eight i don't know thousands of check-ins that's directionally accurate this right. is a good beer no matter if someone doesn't like it right it's like saying um, you know, I'm not, I think you can't say something like Pink Floyd sucks or the Rolling Stones suck. That's right. just, that's just not a, that's not a <laughs> fact. Okay. You can say, I don't like their music. Right. But right. So you can't say Tickle Parts sucks. Mm -hmm. That's not, that there's, <laughs> there's been, there's been too many people that checked in. That exactly. Said, yeah, you exactly. You don't like it. Yeah. That's right. fine. That's, That's fine. Yeah. That you and, don't and like I respect it, it. But don't tell me that my beer is not not good when I've been validated. Right. And trust me, we know. And and I know anybody is listening to this. He's you know, oh he's, he's he's handing us the line. He's stringing us. No, uh, we know when our stuff goes sideways. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. not stupid, and yeah. we're not arrogant. People behind their keyboards are are uh, are warriors. They don't care. Lighten us up. Yeah. yeah. They don't care if it's bad. They'll let you know. Yep. But yeah. it, it, if if the listening audience would please stop saying "meh" as your as your comment <laughs> on attack, like you get, get give me more. I understand you weren't Tell turned on why. by it, but yeah. you know it, you could have been eating fish tacos before. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's sometimes is what you yeah, eat. It's yeah. like yeah, and it tastes terrible. It's like well, you just ate like you know right. lemon pound cake and yeah, you did just you brush know, your teeth. Yeah, right. Right. You know, right. Now you try my my no, mango glitter part. Come on, man. Give a like peppermint. Peppermint and mango don't go together. Yeah. Give a give a beer three shots. Give a restaurant three shots. Give a brewery three shots you know you have to triangulate your experience if you go into a, a business and you have a bad experience and then you light them up it's, that's not fair it right. could have been a single individual yep, it could right, have right. been no, that's true you, you got to go back three months later you know and then maybe three months later but if you have three bad experiences from any business within a year i think you can you can probably yeah. call them out right right but you know that would be my with the three strikes 
Yeah. <laughs> Again, <Why not? laughs> you know, because one is not statistically relevant. Two isn't. Three, it, you're so, you know, it's triangulation. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, I can make an informed decision that right, right. that beer, that pizza, you know, that hoagie is not good right, or whatever. Yeah. But that's true. Be careful, people. Um, you know, businesses are sensitive to that, and and you can you can hurt small businesses on Yelp and right. on Untap and yeah. all these things. So it's like you you have the power. You know, yeah. wield it responsibly, please. And just if you if you're gonna crush a if you're gonna crush a type of beer or a type of pizza or whatever on Yelp or whatever uh, platform, always make it sure that it's your opinion. Like it's it's your it's that person's opinion. It's not yep. the full. And like you said, read all the comments because yep. if that's one person, that one person right. sticks out. But if it's a thousand comments and one percent of the people don't like the beer, guess what? Yep. It's not a bad beer. It's not exactly. a bad slice of pizza. Exactly. We we measure we measure every brewery in Pennsylvania. So we use Untap to um, you know to kind of look and see what what people are liking uh, about all these different breweries. But we also do something where we think you know just as consumers of beer, if I'm going to go visit a brewery and they are a 3.6 rated brewery, that doesn't mean they could be better. You have to look at their tw- like like a sample of their most recent beers mm-hmm. and we call that the trend score. So they could be a three, six overall, but they're trending at 4.2. It's like, Whoa, what are they doing? That's right. exciting. Right. And that's what we do because there's so many breweries to look at that, that. We feel that that gives us a good gauge of where you're coming from, where you are right now in your evolution. Um, I mean, we started off at, we were a three, six, four mm-hmm. and we crawled our way up to three, nine, eight yeah. over four years. It, you know, it's, because we learn. Yeah. We're slow learners or whatever. <laughs> kidding, <laughs> kidding. But we get that. That average. That average you know. is hard. Uh, yeah, GPS. we pay attention. You want to talk about this one? Oh, well, you we talked about the, the I guess, the, the initial founders when they came up with the names in terms of that. So uh, who are who are the actual the founders of uh, Levante? When we first started, there were, I think, 13 or to 15 of us. You know, there's eight now. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> you know, so it's. Uh, I think certain companies go through growing pains and, and different stages of their life cycle where um, certain partners want to go one way, right. um, and that's certainly a valid way to go, and others want to go another way, and it just comes down to a democratic decision, and that's really what happened. It's like, look, you know, most people want to go this way, a couple of people want to go this way, and then, you know, you, you respectfully take care of those folks, you know, it's, and hope for a, not a lot of hard feelings. But, yeah, we went through a, a difficult episode um, in 2017, and we learned a lot from it and regret a lot of aspects of it. And that's the, that's the truth. Um, but these things happen in small businesses, and, you know, and, and so um, it's uh, we're more focused, I think, now, and I think people have seen the benefits of it. Because when you have, you have different opinions and, you want to try different 13 ways. Thirteen different opinions. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, and it's a guild. It it is. You know, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, and there's a lot of passion. Everyone right. feels their yeah. right. Right. Nobody right. knows. I mean, when the majority of us went one way, we could have been wrong. Yeah. Right. And you have to understand. You have to. I I have to volunteer that that there could, we could have been wrong. Right. Right. Um, and um, you know, I wish all those guys everything and, and, and hope they're well. And, and, you know, we're still in contact with some, but others were not. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's a healing process, I think. Yeah. Right. Uh, you got that? I, yeah, I wanted to go. Um, we were talking earlier off air about uh, the diversity in beer and uh, especially craft beer. Uh, what is your opinion and how does Levante try to be a more 
diverse experience for the African American community, the uh, any other people of color? Yeah, no, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think for us, we we're not brewing for any particular, you know, uh, demographic necessarily. Right. So. We, we do know that the majority of the folks that visit the brewery and, and, and visit craft brewing in general are, you know, are, are Caucasian folks between the ages of 24 to 38. That's, your, that's the sweet spot. And it's a 50-50 mix on men and women. Right. Um, and, um, you know, it's, uh, I think for us, when we brew a beer, um, I don't think we ever consider, you know, where the people are coming from because we're hoping they're coming from everywhere. Right. And it's nice to look in the tap room and see, you know, black, white, Asian, tall, small, you know, um, older, younger folks, everyone. Because remember when I told you, I feel that craft beer homogenizes yeah, right. the population. Yeah, and people are talking about, you know, positive things, having positive experiences, getting to know each other. We don't right. have TVs in our tap room because we want we don't want people watching games. I right. mean, I know that sounds crazy, but every restaurant and bar and brewery has TVs and plays games, and, and that's cool, but we don't. We want you to come in and kind of disconnect from the Internet, if right. you can, disconnect from technology and focus on the craft experience. And if you look to your left and there's a young gal there and, you know, having a good beer, you look to your right and there's an older gentleman and it's like, those conversations start to right. mix and mesh. Right. That well, would never... All about the elevation of yeah. the, uh, yeah. the yep. community, the craft, and yeah. that. You know. And that doesn't happen in bars, because bars, people are going for a That's different a bunch experience, of stuff, yeah. you know. And, and, you know, there's there's you know, a group of kids hanging out or a group of people hanging out, but, you know, craft beer just... Br it just... it uh, I think it begs for conversation and people to ask questions, you know. It's a great icebreaker. It's like I look over and I'm like, hey, Rob, you know. It's like... Uh, what are you drinking over there? Oh, I really like this. And it just starts the conversation. Yeah, right. yeah, that's true. Yeah. All the fest that we've been to, that's that's the easy. Like, where did you get that? That's beer? where you get caught up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and you don't get the taste because you start talking. You yeah. get but to that, talking that about the beers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, I would like to get your perspective on, you know, what is, you know, what's appealing to the you know, African American, you know, craft consumer out there. Is there you starting to see it get more popular? Um, yeah, definitely it's definitely popular. growing. A lot it's more black growing. owned brewery stuff yeah. too, which is yeah. just amazing, you know. Yeah. And, and I like to see that. Um so what what's your perspective? Well I think a lot of it is just just knowledge in terms of because you grew up on certain certain things like you may grew up on a uh, like Bud Light or Miller. Right. Yeah. So you don't really understand um the craft the craft craft beer community and or just even craft the difference between what is craft beer because you might like well I only like this type of beer which is watered down maybe mm -hmm. um so you don't really understand I think so it's just more knowledge base um being more I guess more uh, outreach because yeah. yeah. uh, a lot of times if people walk into a tap room and they don't they don't it's it's it doesn't represent them at all. Then they be like, eh, maybe the same. Yeah. Maybe I maybe I don't like craft it's, beer because it's right. just a matter of getting the people to the actual in the tap room and yes. ordering the first beer. Yeah. Once they order and they can get that first flight, and then it's all these different styles, yeah. and they can find one that is used to like similar to a Coors Light. So oh, I can actually drink this, but I could tell the difference. And then all the different types, like how creative yep. the craft beer, like that's that's African American, that's yep. black. Like yep. we are creative people, so. I think it's just a matter of getting it out to them. We're, we've always been promoted hard liquors. Yep. It seems like throughout commercial, yeah. commercial yeah, that's true. growing up, and 
beer has never been something that has been promoted for for us. So and then, like, if you go to like an urban club or even like a, a urban bar, it's normally Heinekens. Yeah, you're not going to see and, uh, yeah. Coronas, Heinekens, Coronas, and Bud Light. Yeah, and but so to see to see that in an urban, yeah, yeah, to see that in an urban establishment is very very rare. Yeah. So, but that's why yeah. we we do what we do like to to throw it out there to at least and um. If we could start with our area, then yeah. And you said the help. the the age stops at thirty eight. We're all over thirty eight. Yep. So we're here to promote like an older sect and that twenty one to twenty four yeah, sect yeah. can Perfect. can come in and be yeah. a part of this. That's yeah. And just and just clarify that's like those are um you know like everything's a bell curve. You know, yes, yeah. it's your twenty one, twenty two year olds coming out of school. They don't have the discretionary income to be buying premium craft products. Right. Yep. right. So you get that little. That's the beginning of the bell curve, and then that twenty four to thirty eight is you know that's that's a concentration of people that you know a retail term they call them Henrys. You know they're high earners, not rich yet. Mm. You know there's like that section. The other section are folks that are. You know, maybe you know, maybe my age. What am I? Thirty? Uh, no, sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, long time nice, ago. Nice long try. time ago. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you guys gave me forty-one. It's like, yeah, man. Just, uh, you know, come on now. Come on now. Next time you'll be, you need a license. Exactly. What's going on? Exactly. But you know, there is a there's another subsection of the population that you know, um, you know, are older. Um, men and women that are really getting into it too but you you nailed it they grew up you know they were raised on the um the budweisers and the heinekens and those things and so it takes a little while for them to sit there and go oh wait i can get a 30 pack of this for x amount of money or the same amount of money gets me four lamonte beers i mean that's tough to sell right, right? yeah in in any community sometimes and so i i do think craft beer um naturally um, you know, resonates more with those that are probably high income earners, you know, and that's whatever, I, you know, it's, it's just kind of, that's just the economics of it. Right. right. And I think, um, just feeling, I think welcoming, I think, I think a lot of times people don't feel welcome. I think that's why they stay away. But if like, if the environment is welcoming or even if like, if you're at a, um, beer fest and they come to your booth and it just, and you just give more like, um, feedback and opinions and just right. uh just welcoming the, uh, approach as well to that uh, where they'd be like oh, okay well now i definitely will check out the tap room and and that exposure uh, i think that exposure to t- stuff like yeah. that being and felt even, welcome is, well is partnership with um um black owned breweries as mm-hmm. well uh in, in the beer some t- uh, something like that is always is always good in terms of getting more exposure into um, the other communities as well absolutely yeah, yeah. for sure yeah so good hopefully stuff. we'll uh, this a lot of times like i said this before too is that a lot of people, it sometimes it ain't even the price thing because they'll because some people will spend crazy money on a nasty beer or just like a, a big beer. cigarettes, yeah. or yeah. cigarettes yeah. or something like that, right? I see people it's spend thousand dollars on tequila bottle. Yeah, it's like a lot of people just are scared to try something yeah. different, right? Yeah. And it, they're they're like, oh, this ain't my regular, and so I don't want to try it. But if we just yeah. go ahead and just take take that one sip, you are gonna find yeah. a craft and beer. And that's that the you thing with, with craft beers, like you can't go to a Applebee's bar and say, give right. me a flight. Right. You know what I mean? You come in a craft beer and it's like, we don't, we're, we're advertising the diversity of our beers. Right. Cause we want you to find what you like. We, we have four, a flight of four right here. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just like, get, we're going to give you three or four different types of beers, different styles. And by the end of it, you can walk on like, you know what? I'm a stout person. Yeah. I don't, I can drink Coors Light. I like it. 
But I'm a drink. I'm a go to the, the next time you go to a liquor store. You're like that stout. I see it. I'm gonna get it. And that's how you right. promote it. So I think it's just a matter yeah. of getting the people in and then telling them the yep. bartenders being good enough to be like, oh, you're new. Exactly. He, try this flight. Yep. Right. You know what I yep. mean? And and we call that just you know we want to give the customer an experience that they want to re-experience. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and it it has to be an immersive experience where the bartenders are talented and educated enough to walk you through that journey when you come in. I mean, we got a lot of people that come in and they don't just know Levante. This is their first craft beer experience. Right, right. A lot of, and I'm sure a lot of breweries go through this and right. recognize that the person that comes in and just kind of glazed over when yes. they see 20 offerings yeah. up on the board or yeah. on the menu. And they'll ask something like, you know, I really don't like IPAs. We hear it all the right. time. I prefer this. And we'll give you samples for free to, to we want you to be educated. I watched uh, two days ago, a woman came back, ordered a beer, and she's like, this doesn't taste like the beer I had before. I, I wanted the same one. Um, and, you know, we couldn't figure it out. We weren't sure because we have 20 offerings. We're not sure. And I remember the the the, the tap room um, team member behind the bar is like, I will walk you through as many of these as you want. I want you know. You, I yeah. want your experience to be good. Don't right. worry about it. It's no sweat for us. Let's have a, mm-hmm. and and there was a a good ten minute back and forth with samples, and she found exactly what she wanted. It was something different. She got turned on to a different style, and so that's that. You know, we don't push our stuff on people. We don't market with like a push model. Like come here, mm-hmm. yeah. off night. You know, it's uh, right. Levante is the best beer in the world. We just don't do it. We do a pool model. It's like we put it out there. And you'll come in and have a good experience, and then you'll tell these guys, yeah. and they'll come in, and it's right. an organic one. It's slower, but it's authentic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Definitely. Uh, no, just speaking on that, on, on a good segue in terms of that, because there is some, some growth, because you do something at the Highland Orchards as well, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's renovating or go, being bigger in terms of what it is. Can you tell, tell oh, us sure. more about that? Sure. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a long story, but I'll make it real short. We... Um, in 2017, we had a pop-up beer garden in Upper Chester County. It was called Levante at the Stables. Um, mm. And uh, it's in Chester County. I'm sorry, in uh, Chester Springs, Chester County. And it was incredible. But we were too young, and we weren't experienced enough to operate a property of that size and that had that much, um, you know, just attention in an underserved market. So you have a lot of households up there and they want a place like this. And it's right in the center of town. It's just, it's a beacon for people to come in warm weather. And it was hard to manage and we were young and we made a lot of mistakes and and we regret them. And and then we had to, we had to leave. Um, We just couldn't sustain it. Um, And then two years have gone by. Uh, We've, we did a pop-up last year that you mentioned at Highland Orchards up the street. Um, And that went really well, you know, but, you know, when we were thinking about going back there, we had the opportunity to go back to stables. Okay. And it's just a very unique place. Yeah. And so all the stars are aligned now, and we're going to open that, um, you know, hopefully in the month of February. And it'll be open all year round instead of just okay. a, uh, um, a temporary uh, seasonal beer garden. Um, and Highland, I think, is reaching out to a couple of local breweries. So there's still going to be something at Highland, but you know, okay. it won't be Levante. But it's still going to be a good experience with just another brewery, giving them an opportunity to go in and, and, and hopefully do well. But Stables is, stables is important. Mm-hmm. All right. That is our f- number one focus right now. Cool. Um, yeah, they're up there working on it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've been uh, sipping on these uh, the last two beers for a little bit, Kel. Can you tell us a little bit about it? 
I drank all my tickle parts here. So, uh, yeah, we talked about, I think we talked about tickle parts being a, uh, a New England IPA. It's our, it's our kind of our flagship New England IPA. Um, so you're going to get, again, we talked about, you know, the, the water chemistry on these things and the, the way that we uh, dry hop them and the ingredients and various adjuncts in the beer that give it that hazy and mm-hmm. softer really mouthfeel. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, a, this is a quintessential example of the New England style, and we love it, and we're real proud of it. It was actually an accident. We were making another beer, and we that messed something up. And Happy accident. It, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, that's your Bob... Bob Ross reference from earlier, yeah. You know, we had a happy little accident. Thanks, Bob. Um, and, and, and that's right. You know, uh, a, a bunch of our beers have been like missteps or, mm-hmm. or something just happened or, you know, it's okay. And then what comes out of it is is something, un, you know, surprisingly good. And, yeah. and that's where Tickle Parts came from. And I think we came up with a name, you know, just being silly and, you know, and uh, like we are sometimes. And it's just fun. It's a cool brand. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, it's, it's a volume product for ours. We make a lot of it. So love it. Yeah. It's delicious. Smells, smells delicious. Now this last one. Smells absolutely delicious. This last one, King of Lombok. And, uh, that's an Imperial coffee stout and it's made Mm. with a partnership from a a local coffee (laughs) roaster. Um, and all the coffee, as you can see, if you look on the can, um, is is locally roasted from uh, burlap and bean in media. So we want to use local providers, you know, organic ingredients whenever we can. But then proceeds from this beer benefit the Indonesian Red Cross. Um, nice. And uh, our, our, our philosophy on this is if we're going to take a product um, that benefits from the labor of another culture around the globe, that when they're in need or there's a, there's a group like the Indonesian Red Cross that supports them, we're going to give back. And yeah. that's, we work with a lot of local um, charities and, and nonprofits, but this is the one of the international ones that we're proud to be able to give back whenever we can. And I noticed that cat on the can. No, that's a like Indonesian civet. Civet, okay. Yeah, there you But go. it's that, it has, so does that mean that the coffee beans are the, the, the feces? No. Of is this that particular animal? I don't, I don't, no. I don't mind. For I sure. think that's what they use it. I know. Am it, I right? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is something to so that. Little, yeah. little feces. Yeah, there is. There is crazy. Let me tell you, I just yeah. watched something about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. We'll be real they clear. Only, there's no feces in the beer. Or if there is, man, there is an animal. But it's a brew. Yes. Yeah. Indonesia. Yeah, they eat the coffee beans, they poop them out, and they the eat people the berries. Har- they harvest the beans. They eat the berries, and yes. then what they do is that they, uh, they then they let out the berries, yes. but the berries come out and and they use they that use to the coffee. You, you guys know your stuff. See, man, I ain't playing National no games right here. National Geographic work for me, baby. Nice. I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know. Hey, I seen that thing before. I know you guys. I know you. Yep. You're like I seen it before. And on uh, the tickle parts, it has a a smiley face in the background. 
along with a lot of polka dots and wavy things. Well, mm-hmm. because it's tickle. So, yeah, tickle me. Yeah, tickle me. <laughs> and people do. You, you, see, you look on the uh, the ratings on Untapped, and they'll write stuff like, you know, this tickles my parts. It's like, Yo, Brad, you tickling Jerry's parts? Well, you know, and it's funny. Yeah, we get a we get a kick out of it. I like fresh t- fresh tickles is on the bottom of the can yeah. for this one. It was brewed uh, canned tickles. on yep. January twenty first of two thousand twenty. Yep. We are getting the freshest of the fresh, and it was at twelve twenty seven p.m. Yep. That beer, tickle. That's tickle. the one tickle. that changes its character over time. Um, when it's fresh, it is, it's just an experience, you know. But then that one, and I'll just be honest, in my opinion, tickle parts can fall off in a month. Okay. So you want to get that one up front. Um, you know, it just does. Yeah, I, with this other one you said earlier. Um, oh, you can hold on to that for off, like a year off or two. The record. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Will it uh, the profile change? I'm sorry. Or does the profile of it change over yeah, the, the yeah, months? I think so. And yep. another thing with Imperial Stouts is, you know, um, there's kind of the way I look at it is um, the glass I can kind of cut in thirds. Almost like a cigar has three different pieces of it, like the beginning of the cigar, the first third, the second, and the third. The smoke and the experience is completely different for cigar smokers. Same thing with a beer, okay. um, especially with your, you know, your darker imperial stouts and barrel aged stouts and Russian imperials. They, they're going to impart different flavors and aromas as the beer warms in the glass. Mm. So you'll see a lot of guys, you know, like holding them like this and the and you know with cupping them with their hand because right. they want to try to warm them up and, oh. and and see if something else happens. Um, so it's That's very common. I didn't even think about that. I'm gonna warm mine up right now. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I'm just gonna sit on. Lou about to pull up a lighter and make the bottom of the, of the glass. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get a warm one. Run out of time. That's funny. <laughs> so I would say both of these were past me. Another. Yeah, uh, both of them. Uh, one of them. Yeah, one of them smells very, very delicious. What was that? The tickle part. Tickle part smells delicious. That is delicious. It's a um. I could tell that you like it. Oh shit! I could tell that you like it. It's good. It smells delicious. <laughs> but if you if you know what if you if if there is something of any of these four beers that you know isn't enticing to you or you know I'm I love getting the feedback um you know off mic right now you know everything's great about a thousand um, you get in the car it's like I just couldn't tell Jim the truth man no I'm He's not nice, here for that man. Nope. it's his that. house it's, it's like you know it's his brewery man Imagine, imaginary enemy I was, was very good dirty feet on his couch Ima- yeah. imaginary enemy I wasn't expecting that to even be an IP I think the citra or not the citra the, the crypto what was that yeah, uh, the, the cryo the cryo hops, yeah. hops was definitely yep. great the mango colada yep. IPA was good because it's mango. I could taste a lot of mango in the coconut yep. in it. The tickle well, parts taste like an, a traditional IPA, and no, but the other two IPAs didn't. So yep. that's where I, I think that's where the difference comes. And you, I love. I'm not a. Fa- I'm not opposed to lactose IPAs. Yep. When you this uh, we're, the, the imaginary enemy can is empty. When you smell <laughs> in the can, like you know, smell like what does any kind of interesting smell come out of that? Like I. It's citra. I smell the I smell the citrus in it. I smell the uh the lemony. Right? The orangey. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't smell anything smell. different. Like it smells it smells great. But it didn't smell like that in the uh, Exactly. Yeah, you're exactly. right. Exactly. I cause I didn't know it was an IPA until I read on the can, but exactly. smelling it I couldn't tell. Now it smells much I better smell, in the can. You know, now we use a hop called strata. It's a type of hop, you know, citrus with hop, mosaic galaxy. It's one called strata. And to me, it smells like weed. And so when mm. I smell the can, I, I 
you know, I don't get it off the beer, but I get it off of the can. I guess I can see how you can say that. Let me see. Yeah. We're doing actually. We're doing another thing too. The judge without even without even knowing. Let me let me see what he has. You smell weed. You can yes. You can smell a yes. like a hint. Yep, it's like a whiff. It's, it's like a when you. It's walk definitely a hint. It's a, it's a when the and person now he's going to say, "Oh, you guys." Are yeah, <laughs> when the person walks by in the Wendy's, <laughs> you're like, "Oh, yeah, well, I know what you're doing." After, after, after <laughs> effect, yeah. Yo, Levante. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you, you got that? It? You got that? <laughs> I got five on it, Levante. Yeah. I can smell that. Yeah. Yeah. Levante is definitely holding in that can. Yeah. What's going on? So what's going on? So. Yeah, you, you could. Def- I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, the, they're in there messing around um, on the on the microphone. Um, so, what I have noticed, and you know, my experience when you are drinking beers with a bunch of guys and you're having a beer share, and you can see this on tap because they'll 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 be like four guys checking in the same beer and like taking the same picture because they're doing a share. Yeah, right. and all their ratings are the same. Because they influence each other. So yeah, subjective. Yeah, that's that's what you were doing so I smell weed, but I was telling you guys, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, man, I smell weed. Sure, and you may have, so. but you I'm just saying yeah, that's an can. example. I mean, it's a hint. It's group thinking. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it is. It's it group is. thinking, and, and, and a lot of beer nerds, you know, may or may not know that they're doing this, but there is a subjectivity to it, and you can mm-hmm. influence people and go, you know, I'm really getting the hops. And, and the next guy's like, I'm not getting the hops, but I want to be the one that says I'm not getting the hops. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very subjective, yeah. you right. know. But, um, yeah, I definitely I definitely smell it from the strata hops. And just like how you said to warm it, I've been holding this in my hands, and I just taste looking it. Crazy. The mouth yeah, looking crazy. Drink it like that, too. <laughs> Hold your cup. Yep, yep, yep. The, uh, the mouth feel is definitely different. <laughs> he was, yeah. like, holding I'm it in, like someone's going to take it from him. <laughs> I'm in jail. I hold it like in jail, <laughs> but the mouthfeel is different. It coats it coats a different uh, differently than it did when it was colder. Yep. So that is a. Uh, I don't know if I was influenced or not, but uh, that was true. Right. The psychologist too. Look at how that thing coats the glass too. <laughs> it's part of marketing, I think. You know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. As it gets warmer, yeah. it coats the glass. Yep. yep. See. So it does change. It does. And that's that's, that's why craft beer yeah. is so popular yeah. and yeah. everyone is just getting, you know, hungry. There's so many things that it. you can, like, it's something for everyone. Yeah. And every experience for people is different. You can come yeah. in here and say, oh, I had a great experience with this particular beer. Mm-hmm. And then somebody was like, nah, that wasn't for mm-hmm. me. But that one was, was really good. So it all depends. All it right. definitely all depends on the person. Sure. Yeah, if I was to bring somebody here that wasn't in the beer. That the mango. first one that I yeah. would bust out. I agree with you. Yeah. Right out of the ones we've uh, had today, yeah. glitter that, parts. that glitter yep. parts. Is, You're right. Yep. Doesn't you remind you of Mariah Carey, the movie Glitter. I can't, I can't I get that out of the taste <laughs> size. It was like, yo, I, 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 I heard about a, like, a Gwyneth Paltrow got a candle. It smells like something, you know. I'm like, wait. Yeah, our beers smell just like Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey and Gwyneth Paltrow. Do you know, can you imagine... And I'm amazed the brewery hasn't done this stuff because we do some silly stuff. Um, I hope I know uh, where you're going right now. You're going to get somebody that puts a beer out and says, this smells like Mariah Carey's, you know what? Sponsored by the cannon. Everybody will be like, (laughs) oh, my God. It it, It does. I don't. It it does kind of taste like that. (laughs) Girls be drinking it going, I don't want to do it. What is that all about? And it's very provocative and it sells out. You know, and then you're on Worst Beer Blog for putting something something out. The rocks rock. I mean, a lot of breweries do bite off of stuff like that. Yeah, that would be a good drink. It's it's kind of funny to see what they come up with. (laughs) 
Yeah, but yeah. that would definitely be my go-to for somebody that that is not really into beer, right. but wanted to, to try something. Because there's a fruit addition yeah. to it. it like mm. we said, it's the sweetness from the, the lactose. Um, yeah. It is not necessarily hop forward um, right. it doesn't have a lot of bitterness so yeah you can yeah you can you can kind of start them off like yeah. that but i yeah. you know i wouldn't hit them with a west coast style ipa that's gonna have oh, strong you bitterness shouldn't. you probably shouldn't right mm-hmm. i know sure. and uh just for the record uh tickle parts is seven percent alcohol by volume and this uh king of lombok is a heavy heavy yeah. 10.2 yep. yes Please, space That's a delis- a yes. delicious 10.2. Yeah, it's a, yes. it's, it's a sneak up on you type of thing. Yeah. Too. It didn't uh, taste like that at we all. We got him as high as 13 something. You know, our grand Gianduido is shout a. Out to, uh, shout out to Dev. He couldn't be here today, but uh, 10.2 <laughs> is, was it? That's his threshold. Yeah. Dev, from one father to another, sometimes you got to be a dad. You know? <laughs> I hear you. Yep. Yep. Just schedule up. No. <laughs> you missed out. We only have enough for us. Sorry. <laughs> They're bringing you some, Dev. Don't uh, let them know where they're bringing you back. <laughs> good luck, Jim. Said that. Jim we'll said tell that. you which ones we had. You can come back over here and you can get them on tell your own. Him, tell, him, tell Jim we sent you. Uh, uh, before before we uh, wrap up, is, is there anything I guess coming down the brook, uh, coming yeah. down the pike in terms of events or um, can releases that are anything coming that you want to know about? Yeah, no, thank you. Um, well, you know, uh, Super Bowl Sunday we do kegs and eggs here. And, okay. and we bring eggs. in some food trucks and they make breakfast food and we open up at 10 in the morning. So oh, people are getting yeah. their, you know, nice. their, their day drinking going yeah. early, early, right? right? Then they go home and they take a nap and then they wake up. Right. And game time. Game time, yeah. So, like you know. Game. That's we're, nice. We're, I might be here yeah, for yeah, kegs. Yeah. We're trying to help you out. <laughs> what time's kegs the next start? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Uh, oh, we're not going to make it. Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. Don't and, tell uh, my pastor. We get a couple food trucks and they make, you know, breakfast meals, you know, so you're coming in here and you're getting like pancakes and, and egg McMuffin stuff. And, Are you, you guys know. pairing the beers? Um, we do. So yeah. you're going to have, you know, you're going to have um, stouts and things and coffee stouts that necessarily yeah. go with it. But, you mm-hmm. know, we all, we're going to bring out Firkins, you know, of, of specialty beers and all kinds of oh, stuff. Wow. It's a party. Um, it's a good time. Wow. It's a good time. I'm serious. <laughs> See, now you're thinking. Yeah. And then you go home, and then you, 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 you catch your nap, and you wake up, and you're like, oh, round two. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. So we're thinking about you. And, and we ask, we tell people to show up, man. Just brush your teeth. Go you know, on. Go you on. Know, forget about the hair. Just put a hat on, whatever. Roll up. Then people just come in here in their pajamas, you know. It's, it's, and and they, have a, they have a good time. There's music, too. Um, and then... You know, we watched Big Red win win this first ring. Let's go, so boy! There you go. We're, we're looking. Yeah. We're, we're 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 pulling for you, Andy. That's um, one question. Are you uh are you local? Yeah. Are yeah. you born and raised in the area? Um, Pennsylvania. My okay. whole life, I okay. was uh, born on um, born in uh, um, the main line. Basically, it's okay. like Ardmore, Villanova, Bryn yeah, okay. area. Grew up so there. We can went. we can go ahead and go with a uh, go birds. Oh, absolutely. No. Absolutely. That's, That's my squad, man. <laughs> Just had to check. Just had to check. So, I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of Cowboys fans up in the, the Oh, area, man, no so way. No, 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 no. Bleeding green. Bleeding green. I, I like him more and more as we keep on going through this episode. Yeah. I'm telling you. Showing out. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, so yeah, it's going to be, it'll be a fun day. Um, what other things are going on? Um, like I said earlier, we're opening up our second location in Chester Springs called Stables, Lamonte Stables. Um, and we're super excited about that. When's um, it, uh, it should be sometime in February. And the reason oh, like there's okay. not like a, like a hard date is because, you know, you, there, there are things we have to do like, um, 
you know, um, the property has well water. So you the you know, the EPA comes in and just oh, does yeah. the test. You know, yeah. that's that's just normal. And then you have you know your health inspections. You have your um, LCB stuff. You know, all the things that you have to do. Um, plus the we're doing we're doing some construction and some finished carpentry right now. But well, you, you guys will be brewing and canning up there as well. We or we won't. It won't. We won't tap. manufacture up there. Okay, so okay. we'll. It'll okay. be a um, you know a tap room that brings in this brewery experience. Plus, it's going to be, um, it has an outdoor patio, um, which is really nice. Um, so when we start to get into spring, we'll leverage yeah. that. Right. And then when we get to summer, it's so, got yeah. two more acres mm-hmm. of just Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, right. I think I read it was a lot of property. Yeah. It's 40,000 square yeah, feet. 40, yeah, 40,000. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, it has a big field that we can use for events. It's got, it's a 19th century stable. It was built in 1841. Um, and, uh, you know, it's got. It, it's it's something else. So it, we're really happy to be able to go back. And property owner has been fantastic and and made a lot of investments to upgrade the property. And the township is supportive. And we're we're I mean this I can't I can't underestimate how special that place is. Nice. To us. Congratulations. Really Thank, yeah, you. Thank you. Is that a place that you would uh, envision maybe one day doing like your own? Uh, hosting your own like beer festival, like yeah. some, some of the other breweries, do. without question. Yeah, now right, we. I was going to say, it sounds like y'all got enough space for you. You, you, you nailed it. You guys, you, know, you guys should get in this business. You got good ideas. That's exactly what we're going to. We'll be do. on the board. Just that's exactly what we're going to. I told do. you to put us in that one hundred four, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to call you guys up and say, "Hey, we're thinking about doing this." Ooh, I like that. You know, so that's uh, that's exactly right. We want to expose Chester County to other Pennsylvania craft breweries right. and other Delaware. Jersey ones, you know, our friends and family, you know, folks that we think are doing great stuff that maybe don't have the reach, you know, or they can't distribute here, but, you know, at least they can get recognized. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we Mm -hmm. do have a, we have a field that's, um, uh, that we can use, which is, I think it's three acres. So that's plenty. That's plenty. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a vision. I see see you in September. (laughs) I see you in September. You guys. That's that's um, the perfect time to do it. Especially if it's going to be outside. Yeah. Do it late September. You know, on a Saturday. <laughs> just trying try not to be hot. We trying not to be hot. That's what I said. Late September on a Saturday. We're, yeah. well, I think we'll be good. You're rolling in July. Good. We have indoor seating now. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey. some people like hey. to be baking out there, but yeah, I won't. No. I'll just go no. in the air conditioning and sit in, inside the actual stable area where yeah. the horses were. Right. It's so cool. You're like drinking there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, have, we'll have two. We can have two. That's right. And and the the other big news, I can't I can't tell the location, but we have just um, we have formalized uh, you know a, a lease on another property for our third location. Okay. Oh, nice. So we've been we've been kind of for four and a half years, just kind of staying under the radar mm-hmm. and paying off our bills and and you know and just being smart as right. smart as we can. Yeah. Um, and um, so we can uh, you know get stables up and running, and then ultimately the third place. And I think that's it for us. You know, three yeah, retail three, locations. Yeah, that's that's enough. Enough. We're not trying to be big time. We're not trying right. to be a chain. It's just, but we feel that, you know, we, the Pennsylvania, the state of Pennsylvania grants every brewery with two additional licenses. Okay. So, okay. so, so Carter Drive, about, where yep. you're here now, mm-hmm. and then Stables, and then the mystery yeah. location. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's dope. Well, so come back on, and when you're, when you're just Jim, the yeah. guy Jim, yeah. come back on and tell us about. No, he's boring. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt uh, it. We'll talk to you off air. That's that's right. Right. Uh, <laughs> y'all got any uh, cam releases coming up? Every week. That's a thing. Every you week? Know, every yeah, single oh, wow. week. Every week. Um, so, yeah, these this this one here, plus there's another one. Um, 
um, that you can get out of the refrigerator too. It th- those were the two that were this. Oh week. yeah, you know what you, you did say that when we uh, came. Yep. In. And then next week there'll be probably two, maybe three other ones. Okay. Um, and the week after, it's just nonstop. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I know a lot of people have um, been posting on the uh, on Facebook. I mean on Instagram about the, the peanut butter peanut butter jelly and bacon one. That was yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter uh, jelly bacon. A couple, couple yeah. weeks yeah. ago maybe. That's, yeah. That, that got pork in it. I don't want it. So yeah. It could be I mean, turkey bacon. <laughs> you know, uh, again, and we're and let's be transparent. You know, um, and everybody tastes different things in beers. But when I drank it. I thought it was a quality product, but I did not get the bacon and and the peanut butter as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's shared with our brewers, and they're like, "Okay, because we don't like to dump a lot of of a lot of additives into it. Like we didn't want it to turn into a bacon. Be- like it's man, this thing is like a little bit of beer and a lot of bacon. That's mm-hmm. not good. It right. has to be balanced. Yeah. But I think we're cagey in the beginning. So if we make it again, we'll probably." Double the bacon, double the peanut butter on it, you know, and just bring it up a notch. Yeah. And, and again, that's just a learning. Man, thing I'm supposed to be out for that, um, for that, um, kegs and uh, kegs and eggs. Yeah, I'd love to have you guys come because that, um, that yeah, we're, we're, that sounds like a good beer to go with the kegs and eggs. Yeah, it's a good time. Right. We've been doing it every year, so it's good. All right, well, we, I want to appreciate Jim uh, from Avante Brewing for thank you, sir, hanging with us. Uh, this yeah. would be great. Yeah, we enjoyed this. Yeah, I like that. Play them all. You didn't, get huh? a, you didn't get a chance to play them all. You want to play them all? Oh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know how you like to hit them buttons. And, um, yeah, so we want to just tell the locations that that the brewery's at so people can come. Oh, out. sure. Yeah, okay. So Levante Brewing Company is located uh, 208 Carter Drive in Westchester, Pennsylvania. It's easy to get to coming up 95 and then go 202 North into Westchester. We're right next to Westchester University on, on the campus. Um, very easy to get to. Yeah. We're open every day but Monday. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'd love to have you. And then the stables will be opening in, you know, roughly three weeks, we hope. And that is at 160 Park Road in Chester Springs. You can't miss it. You drive past it if you're going up 100, you know, so... Okay. Um, and about yeah. those the social medias, where can they find you at? Yeah, you can follow Levante at Levante Brewing on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Then there's also at Levante Stables if you want to follow those. Um, and uh, we're we're quite active on on all those channels. And uh, you know, guys, I really appreciate you guys coming up from Delaware and hanging out with me and reaching out to us. And man, thank you. This is fun. This is good times, and you get to meet really good people <laughs> in the. In the <laughs> In we'll the scene, touch. and yep. uh, you we got know. some ideas, so we'll be in touch. <laughs> I like that. Yes, I like that. You know, keep a channel open with me and let me know. Yeah, you know tell sure. me what's we'll going on out sure. there. Yeah, we'll right, we sure. definitely will. Awesome. Uh, before awesome. we go, uh, where can they find you guys on these social medias? You can find me, 302 Yoda, on Instagram and uh, <laughs> Delaware oh. Grind on Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. <laughs> You okay? What happened? Uh, it's a beer. It's a beer. It's that morning it drink. That, you, didn't have was, your, yeah. you didn't have your eggs. You just had yeah, the cakes. Got to balance it out. <laughs> That's awesome. For all your beer needs, ladies and gentlemen, Lou Belgium. For all your t-shirt needs, in the margin tees. Guess what? I'm on them Instagrams. <laughs> and you can find Bruising Banter Podcast at Bruising Banter Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can check us out and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, (laughs) (laughs) Pandora, iHeartRadio. Hey! Everywhere. Everywhere (laughs) you listen. Anywhere you listen to uh, podcasts, (laughs) Stitcher. Uh, Make sure you check us out. Once again, we want to thank 
Jim from Levante Brewing Company for hanging with the legendary brew crew yeah. on Bruising Banter Podcast. Until next time. Have a good week, everyone. Yes. Have a great week. Uh, peace. Take care, everybody. We can